Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside he's allergic to tomatoes, but he's tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Seagulls in the sand, can you hear my prayers? What a beautiful voice by Jamie Dornan. Did he do his own singing? It I sounded so. like it. <laughs> I would like to think he did. It's so literal, it has to be him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, today we are reviewing Josh Greenbaum's uh, Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, starring Kristen Wiig, Annie Momolo, uh, Jamie Dornan, uh, Damon Wayans Jr. Or Darley and, Bunkle, uh, please. Yeah, yes, <laughs> and many more. Uh, it is now playing uh, on VOD and in cinemas. Uh, somewhere probably in florida uh, yeah i wouldn't be surprised at all um eric we this is take two we did do four minutes of you know preamble before our review before we don't need to go all into that i'm reading on my ipad empire and hollywood reporter and variety you're you worked out we have reviews for invincible coming up in mid-march this is the stuff we covered before um you guys can check out all of our Sundance coverage over on Untitled Movie Reviews, this channel that you're listening to right now. Eric and I just wrapped up Sundance 2021. All of our coverage is right here on this channel, uh, as well as we did a wrap-up episode with our friend from the movie podcast, Daniel Baptista, over on the Untitled Movie Podcast channel. We did an hour and 45 minutes with him talking about all the Super Bowl TV spots, the MCU, WandaVision a little bit. And then all of uh, our favorites uh, from Sundance 2021. So please go check those out uh, as well. Eric, uh, I would ask how you're doing, but let's just get the hell into it. Uh, what is Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar? <laughs> well, Matt, that's going to be pretty hard to describe. But if you love movies like Hot Rod, MacGruber, uh, Tim and Eric's uh, awesome uh, show, great job, that kind of thing, that's the style. So if, if you're going into this as a Bridesmaids fan and, and wanting to see, you know, their follow-up to this you might be a little bit disappointed or weirded out or both or maybe you'll be on board with this really strange movie you're either going to be on board or completely not (laughs) yeah that is filled with absurd musical numbers a talking crab named morgan friedman and plenty of culottes um so literally as the title would suggest uh barb and star played by Kristen wig and annie mamulo um go to the coastal florida resort for some r&r but get uh sort of caught up in a james bond-esque plot uh where a villain named dr lady who's also played by Kristen wig and again you know a reference to austin powers will be noted in probably a lot of reviews yeah plans to kill uh as many people in the region um as a plot point will later on be revealed as to why using genetic genetically modified mosquito venom yeah uh and as this is kind of being executed by her lovesick henchman played by jamie dornan edgar uh he kind of gets caught in this weird love triangle and romantic tryst or tris uh with uh wig's character star and again it's hard to kind of describe this movie in sort of one sort of plot synopsis but it's about as tropical and trippy as any kind of movie that is sort of an underground cult classic um at times it feels like an snl skit that maybe overstays its welcome but then there are other moments that win you over because it's just so absurd with non sequiturs and sort of just weird character introductions that go nowhere and just (laughs) totally bunker And shout out to my main man, Richard Cheese. You know, oh, yeah. Just, Gotta love him. I feel bad for his high school buddies. 
That's so funny. Uh, yeah, Richard Cheese, a, a guy that I remember listening to a lot when I was younger and haven't seen him pop up in a while in things, but um, boobies, man, you know? <laughs> so, but, uh, this is a movie that I almost want you guys, if you haven't <clears throat> seen it and you're listening to this review, I almost want you to go in like blind, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and then come back and listen after because like that's kind of the experience that I had and just get very stoned. I'd, I'd also suggest that because I also was that, which I think helps this movie quite a bit. Um, so I, I just like I went in not really watching any trailers to this. I just thought, oh, OK, it's you know, they're going to poke fun at like middle-aged white women and like the things that they enjoy and, and, and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, it'll be like that throughout the whole movie. They go to a resort and it's kind of poking fun at, you know, they go to a, a Olive Garden or something or like and enjoy all these l- things that, you know, middle-aged white women in the U.S. think are fancy or, or fun, which they do poke fun at that stuff. But the movie <laughs> opens and I'm like, what the hell is this? And then I'm like, so I had no idea going in that it was this weird, you know, Austin Powers, Hot Rod, SNL skit kind of movie and i was pleasantly surprised because of that and i think you're either going to buy into that or you're going to completely hate the shit out of this and it depends on if you like those movies that we're talking about i don't think maybe it's as accessible as an austin powers or or something like that but it is more in the vein of a hot rod or something like that or tim and eric's billion dollar movie exactly like i think you have to be into those types of movies to be into this but if you are into those movies i think you're going to either really really like this or even love it and i think i have a few small issues you said the um something that overstays its welcome a little bit an snl skit that maybe goes on a bit too long and i did feel that a little bit in the length it's 107 minutes and by you know this movie should have been a tight you know 80 minutes yeah 85 Uh, at the most yeah and then i think i would have loved it um because of the length i think by the end of it both nevis and i um were kind of like all right this is very funny but it's almost too much by the end like i'm itself i'm like exhausted by the end of it but you mentioned like Kristen wig in the double role as like the villain and the and the quote-unquote hero or one of the heroes is very austin powers like um and that's something I didn't expect. Her whole layer, very Dr. Evil. Like there, I, like you said, a lot of people are going to pull that that reference out of there. But the movie just, yeah, is, is absolutely bonkers. And like no scene kind of lines up to the next one. And there'll be a musical number. But then there'll be a zany slapstick comedy thing. There'll be a non sequitur. There'll be like, and it just like, it, and it keeps trying to up, up its, like go one up on each other and like Damon Wayne's character is Darley Bunkle. Like it's all so stupid. <laughs> Jamie Dornan, I know kind of character yeah. that like, you know, is hired because he's, he's professional and sort of, you know, again, like this guy that basically is able to, you know, be a sleuth and, 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 and not be detected by anybody, but always gives out like his information. <laughs> yeah. So it's dope. just the whole movie reminded it's me. It's a like live a action con- cartoon. It is. And like the whole movie just reminded me of like, okay, someone pitched this concept, which was obviously Kristen Wiig and Annie Momolo. And when, what if like, you know, your mom's 
you know, either sorority sisters. My mom's in like a sorority with her old, like her friends that, that are all in their like fifties and sixties. Yeah. It's like um, the group, or they're right? like, like they all that, gather that, for like a, for a, a talking club. Like, yeah. and this is a they talking club. Hot dog and, like, soup. Yeah. <laughs> that shot of the hot dog soup is so funny. Um, and like, there's also, Oh my God, the Kermit stuff killed me too, man. And like, there's so much stupid humor in this and it's exactly like, it's not, it is lowest, not lowest common denominator because I feel like sometimes movies like this get like a from intellectuals and other people like that. It can go one one of two ways. Whether uh, you know, very intelligent people love stuff like this because everyone just loves dumb kind of silly humor sometimes. Or you think you're you know you're too good for it and you're like this is too stupid like that I that you know this is for morons or something like that. And I I feel like it's not like on the Phil Lord and Chris Miller level of like. This is so smart, but also very stupid. Like this is just the full on stupid uh, of it all. But like, I still think that there's something there about, you know, friendship and like, and stuff like that, that I, I, I find really kind of charming as well between the two of them of Barb and Star and just like how simple their lives are. But like just the, and the stuff I talked about earlier where I was like, oh, this movie's just going to be, you know, them making fun of middle-aged white women. And there's a lot of that stuff in there, but it's just funny because it's juxtaposed between like with this ridiculous Austin powers plot that like, it just somehow works. And I don't know. I just like, again, uh, that being said, I was very stoned watching this. And I think that helps quite a bit like it is a stoner movie full and full through and um i mean you you weren't stoned and still i enjoyed it i think yeah i i mean i didn't i didn't love it but but at the same time i really did appreciate what it was doing and and again in terms of like that combination of of lowbrow humor but kind of with a uh out of left field quality to it and and i'm not against those movies i just think that like if this were 80 minutes as you mentioned i would have loved it even more because it feels like it drags on a little too much because you have kind of the 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 two characters who i like quite a bit um and like i almost feel that the way that they were developed or written were almost the way that they have this conversation about the name trish and sort of like they create (laughs) this like backstory and character. And I feel like both Barb and star were created by wig and Mamulo in a very similar fashion. Whereas like they went on a trip during like a press junket for bridesmaids and they were just talking about these characters and just from there kept going and going. And like you feel the camaraderie between the two and that they're in their own little world, but they're very sweet. If you know, you know, ignorant to the rest of the world and, and what have you. Um, I really like how Jamie Dornan is kind of caught up in all of this as this, you know, henchman that's kind of, you know, fawning over Dr. Lady and wants to be an official. official. (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) And then kind of, you know, has this kind of romantic relationship with star wigs character. Um, and, and, and the one thing I do think that is actually kind of smart about this is his casting and performance, because you, you, you mentioned already Phil Lord and Chris Miller and the way that they kind of turned Channing Tatum into like, yeah. you know, a, a comedic actor. You look at even someone like Chris Hemsworth, who, you know, like, obviously the studio system is grooming guys like this to kind of be, you know, classic matinee idol movie star types, you know, good looking guys that they can put on you know covers and posters and things like that and but the sexy idiot is is yeah but that is that's what makes uh dornan 
likable. You know, he's he's weird and stiff, but in the best possible way. You know, it's the same thing with John, uh, Jonathan Groff in, you know, like Hamilton. Like, he works so perfectly in that. And when you make them kind of idiots or bumbling buffoons, it's almost weirdly endearing. Um, at least in, in, in you know, uh, Dornan's case, where like he's almost, you know, this innocent kind of sweet naive guy <laughs> who is you know doing horrible things but you know doing them for reasons that are kind of you know about insecurity and just trying to you know connect with somebody and i really kind of dug that and i think it is his best performance i agree <laughs> yeah i agree with that he's perfectly cast as this right and he's kind of maybe found something else they need that, to like, remake yeah. 50 shades with wig and mamula yes. writing the script and barb and star Ooh. being yes you know anastasia <laughs> i wouldn't be against that really like i mean we've gone out of that you know parody kind of movie but like i feel like i mean even with damon waynes being in this well, damon like, waynes jr yeah, and, yeah. yeah yeah um and i just i think the whole darley bunkle thing is just it doesn't it doesn't even need to be there but it's no. so funny and like i mean nothing in the movie really needs to be there but like we except for mentioned- morgan friedman yeah who is a talking crab yes um i don't want to spoil some of the other cameos because they are funny and who they're revealed to be as i think is even funnier and one of them specifically plays into that you know middle-aged white woman thing that i was talking about where it's like someone that a middle-aged white woman would idolize (laughs) and think is like and think is the sexiest man alive like that's and it plays up that too and it's such a good punchline that like and such a good cameo that like it's just i don't know I, i feel like it's one of the more underrated like gags of like you kind of have to know and make fun of like white people in florida that to like which it does it does (laughs) oh it it definitely does and um and even that stuff is funny man and like again even the music right like the music is playing up like almost like the stereotypical okay we'll take you know uh bernie higgins's key largo and we'll we'll play it more than once in like this weird like Again, like this romantic sequence that is on loop. Uh, oh, you know God, what I'm talking that is about, good too. Yeah, that's <laughs> so then, good, and that's some of the creativity that like is stupid, but is actually very kind of well thought out. Of yeah, like yeah. them being so similar that the way in the in the filmmaking of those two scenes that you're talking about, which I don't also want to give away, I thought was just so funny. <laughs> Yeah, and and again, the musical numbers are actually completely committed. Like they're they're big and splashy and over the top, and kind of have that almost like nineteen you know sixties vibe to it. So they're completely committed to the joke, which I also do appreciate. And again, like even though it is obviously very self aware of of what it's doing, the characters and the performances are trying to play it straight. Like everybody in this world is in the world that they are that they've created like it's not like everybody's like in on the joke and winking at the camera every time like they're 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 playing it as straight as they possibly can like even at the beginning when you know the the two leads are fired from their dream job of working at jennifer convertibles (laughs) and again that just reminds me yeah it's great and like i just reminded me again of no offense to my mom but a lot of the humor i kept laughing at because like my mom worked at sears right like it reminded me of like my mom and her friends at sears and like they have did they have thanksgiving in sears yeah it's so funny dude so stupid yeah no, it's 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 really good. Shrimp Queen shout out like that. Oh yeah, the is, seafood jam. Uh, yeah, seafood jam. It's just like all this shit that is just like it either goes from like just silly to absolutely ridiculous. And like 
Um, I think this is a movie that for me will even get better on rewatches because you realize how you just sometimes you're when it's unexpected, you're just like, don't know how to react to things sometimes. But then like, it's like the first time I saw the other guys or step brothers or something like that, or a right. lot of the Will Ferrell stuff. Where Adam the first McKay, time well, they're producers like, on this. Yeah. Which makes total sense. Yeah. Right. Like, cause it is that like, this is a, a movie that I, I feel like you could have like, this was a, you know, a Will Ferrell and John C. Riley kind of type movie, but then it's Kristen Wiig and Annie Momolo taking that and going, hey, we could make something out of that same. I mean, that's not an original thing of taking two great comedic actors and pairing them together. And Yeah, like, Abbott Costello, uh, Cheech and yeah, Chong, yeah. that kind of so- thing. I just I, I love seeing them kind of tackle that, but it is very much in the vein of those movies. And I remember seeing the other guys or stepbrothers for the first time and being like kind of thrown off by them and then being like, was that funny or just really dumb? And then the more you watch it, I feel like they become quotable or you start laughing more at kind of the gags because you really like the boys. Uh, yeah, like how ridiculous a lot of it is that you like the more you watch it, the funnier it gets. And I feel like this is one of those movies that I do want to revisit you know in a year or two or or show to someone who hasn't seen it and ha- knows nothing about it right and go yeah. and make sure that they like hot rod and those other movies too yeah and mcgruber um, as well which wig is also in and i actually re-watched not too long after watching this and i think barb and star i'll like more on a rewatch more than mcgruber i think the mcgruber character is best in like five second bits where like i actually kind of liked barb and star more than the character of mcgruber i think the characters around mcgruber were more interesting um but with barb and star specifically like i just love that like you know their their goal you know going to florida is to get on a banana boat and like (laughs) you know (laughs) again going going back to the dumbest thing of like you know what they think is this elaborate tropical vacation is going somewhere else in the United States. Yeah. Like just going further south and then, yeah, riding a banana boat or doing things. And I even like we're focusing a lot on Kristen Wiig and, and Jamie Dornan, but Annie Momolo and, and Barb's whole you know subplot of finding herself, I think, is really funny, too. And um, to be more adventurous in life yeah. and kind of like be more outgoing and not afraid to take that first step. And like, I also really love that she, that line she gives, like when she's kind of like uh, uh, pumping uh, uh, Wig's character up to be a little bit more confident in herself, where it's like, you could be a Costco model. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Kirkland brand. (laughs) Yeah. It's really good. And they're so good with the Midwestern accents too. Like the Nebraskan accents are amazing. Um, I, I really, again, like I like that the characters are so out of touch down to like the perm hair and the clothes that they wear. Like they do feel oh, really I thought it was set in the eighties, really. Like right. I thought originally it was set in the eighties, but they're just kind of stuck there, right? Which yeah. is funny. They're like, um and I again I, I really enjoyed this. It's really stupid. Um it, it is a little too long and not every joke lands. And I think that's one of those things where you might miss some jokes because either you're laughing or you're thinking about what the fuck did I just watch and then you kind of miss the next thing. And that's why I think on a rewatch, it might be even more enjoyable, but like little criticisms a lot uh, are uh, little criticisms aside. I I still really enjoyed it. And um, I think it's something that I do want to revisit and I wouldn't even be against if they like, I hope 
I don't know how well this will do because of VOD and theaters being shut down and stuff, but like it can't, it couldn't have cost that much to do this movie. But like, I would love to just see Barb and star go to like other things that rhyme with Barb and star and just do other like ridiculous plots and stuff like that. And, and like, I don't know, it it could be fun and um, I'm totally for it. And I, 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 it was a very, it was a pleasant surprise. And um, I suggest going in like i don't think we really spoiled that much because you really have to see this movie to believe it um it's so strange and surreal that it's almost like everybody will have their own sort of take away from this film whether they love it or hate it but it will be interesting to see the people that are fans of bridesmaids and wanting to see okay like this is you know these two writers and stars follow up to that film and being kind of maybe caught off guard a little bit with like tonally what this movie is because bridesmaids is a much more conventional commercial crowd-pleasing comedy you know from the apatow factory even though it has the voices of mamulo and, and wig you know and they got oscar nominated for the script this almost feels like this is the weird movie we've always wanted to make but we couldn't get it made because we didn't have the backing or or what have you but then bridesmaids gave us the opportunity to do it you know yeah and I mean, I would have loved to see this. Uh, I don't know if it would have been a packed theater. This could have also gone the way of Hot Rod, where it like completely bombed. Yeah. Um, but I would have liked to see this with a big group of people who didn't know what they were getting into, and that could have been a lot of fun. And I haven't, I didn't even watch the trailer, so I don't know if they give away like how ridiculous this movie was going to be. But like, I've been so out of touch, kind of with you know, like Barb and Star the world that we're living in that sometimes these movies are coming and I'm like, I wasn't even paying attention. I'm like, what is Barb and Star going to Vista Del Mar? I'm like, all right, let's review it. And then I'm like, Oh shit, this is really funny because this is the exact kind of stupidity I wanted right now. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to go as high as a, a three and a half. I think I have some issues with the length and not every joke lands. And I think it does get a little exhausting by the end of it. Um, but still overall really, really enjoyed the shit out of it. And I feel like I might enjoy it even more uh, on rewatch. So uh, highly suggest it go in knowing as little as possible. Um, if you partake in legal substances, um, it probably benefits from that as well. <laughs> so yeah, I suggest that. Um, I'll give it a three and I have, in terms of criticisms, many of the ones that you already mentioned where I think it's a little bit too long, overstays its welcome. Um, some of the jokes don't always land. Um, but again, on a rewatch, I think this movie will go up quite a bit and, and just thinking about it and talking about it with you, it's like, it's just so fun to kind of reference certain things in this movie. And I think, the comparison to a lot of those Adam McKay movies is perfect. You know, the Gary Sanchez production company or this, in this case, Gloria Sanchez, where like you have these movies that at first you're kind of taken aback by because you're, you're not used to the tone or the style of what this movie is. But then as you, you know, you've watched it and you think about it and you reference it and you talk to other people about it or you see other people online kind of having a similar reaction to it or, or, or you know, singling out a moment, it sort of really warms up to you in, in, in a way. And like it is a fun movie and it's not mean spirited in any way to these characters. And I think that's the kind of thing that this movie does so well that it never is making fun of or being cruel to them. It's just, no, it pokes fun at them. Like I'm saying, like, uh, uh, but it never kind of condemns them. And they, they are like, you know, they're sweet women. (laughs) 
Yeah, they're very funny. And and like, again, like it's funny seeing Dornan's character kind of get caught up in all of that and like kind of like finding this like, you know, silver lining on this vacation where again, like it's just so dumb. Yeah, and sometimes you just want something that's so dumb, man. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, if you like this, uh, we covered a lot of other movies that are nothing like Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar uh, over at Sundance this year. Uh, so go check out all of our Sundance coverage right here on Untitled Movie Reviews. Um, <clears throat> we'll have uh, tons. Actually, March is going to be a pretty busy month with content with South by Southwest, uh, Invincible, uh, the Snyder Cut, um, oh, you bastard. Uh, <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There's going to be like a lot of stuff in March that uh, a lot of big things that we're excited for. So um, uh, keep it locked right here on Untitled Movie Reviews for all of those reviews. Go subscribe over to Untitled Movie Podcast for some more long-form conversations about what's going on in the entertainment industry. And then Untitled Movie Conversations, or did I say Untitled Movie Conversations there? I meant Untitled Movie Podcast. Untitled Movie Conversations is our interview show. Please go check that out. Uh, we'll be getting that up and running hopefully pretty soon. It's it, We're still trying to figure it out to try and bring guests in. We might bring some guests into the main podcast like we did with uh, our friend Daniel Baptista. But if we get any like directors and or actors and things like that, that might be over on the um the uh conversations. Yeah, uh, the, the conversation site itself is supposed to be like when when we can sort of find a way to bring somebody in, whether it be, you know, scheduling or things like that. So it's not as frequent as the untitled movie reviews or untitled movie podcasts. Yeah. So, uh, but please, we'd still love you for, uh, for you guys to subscribe there. Drop us a review on any of those three channels or all three of them. If you would be so kind, uh, follow us on all of those social medias at untitled underscore cast. And as always, my name is Matt Rorick. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at untitled And you could follow me on all of those social medias at Matt Rorabek. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinemascene. And I'm on the social medias at EM6211. And until next time. Welcome to the Seafood Jam, where the clams are hot and the crowds are a little older. And I announce Eric Marchin as this year's shrimp queen. <laughs> Don Sheetal. <laughs> 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 <laughs>